Welcome to Fertile Minds Radio. Here you'll find wisdom for your fertility journey and beyond, chosen specifically to help you trust your body and elevate your spirit so you can enjoy the process. Join us and see what a fertile mind feels like. Now your host, Hilary Talbot Rowland. You're listening to episode 47, Bach Flower Remedies for the Emotions that Come with Fertility Challenges with lovely Erin Gray. Yay! She's back after a super long hiatus, I think nine months to be exact. My esteemed colleague and friend Erin Gray is back to help us with the emotional side of fertility challenges. Where have you been, Erin? I know you weren't (laughs) pregnant, even though it was nine months. I was not pregnant. Thank you for having me back. I have been uh, birthing myself. I've had some personal projects going on, and I'm ready to record again, and happy to be here with you and your listeners, and to dive deep into the world of fertility challenges and the emotional issues that come up with them. Well, I'm super happy to have you back. You do the emotions so well, and I think also important for our listeners to know that you do your own work, that you are out there <laughs> rebirthing yourself, uh, right? I, I definitely do my own work and I definitely use my own remedies that we're going to talk about today. So I've wanted you to do this for a long time. You finally agreed that, yes, you're ready to talk about Bach flower remedies. I know this is something you've used for some time now and studied for a while and you, you're finally here. So this is great. And I love the Bach remedies because you have prescribe them for me with great success. And I know that our listeners could benefit even those undergoing IVF because they're super safe and they don't interact with medications or herbs or supplements. I feel like they're really beneficial. And I don't know of another category of supplements that actually work with specific emotions. Right. You know, some work with depression or anxiety. They're kind of blanketed. Right. Um, And these actually work with specific issues and we all have issues. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, they do. And they're really unique um, in a lot of ways in that they do address these broad categories of emotion, like you just mentioned, anxiety and depression, but they also get very, very specific, which we'll talk today about some of the specific ways that they can support emotional balance while you're working through fertility challenges. But um, they are under the homeopathic umbrella. So they are super, super safe. They are a subtle kind of remedy um, as opposed to like a medication. And like you said, they are not contraindicated if you're taking meds or using herbal supplements. So they, they work very well in conjunction with anything that you might already be using and don't have side effects So they're very, very safe to use. There are a couple of things that you need to be aware of if you're going to use them, which we'll we'll get into that as well. Okay. So you use these in your mental health practice as well, right? I do. I use them in my mental health practice. I use them personally. Okay. So she has a a broad understanding, not just what the book has told her to do. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have personal experience with, with these remedies as well. And these are, you know, every medical system has its own way of categorizing supplements, right? So, you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, you have the eight pillars or the five elements, you know, Vedic medicine has its doshas and how it breaks down how to use herbs. And the Bach flowers have their own type of categories. Can you explain what those are? Right. So there's two ways that Bach um, categorizes the remedies. One is by like a a type, meaning like a personality type. So these are things that are more pervasive about a person and 
kind of ongoing um, about like the personality versus a mood. So when we're talking about mood, we're talking about things that are very much of the moment. So as we talk today, I'll try to point some of those things out that you may hear um, and recognize yourself like, oh, I definitely have that kind of personality. Maybe I want to consider using one of these remedies to support that. Or I'm very much in a situation right now that's evoking that kind of mood for me. So this would be something that could be supportive for me to use, you know, while I'm going through this particular experience. So that's that's one marker of how they're used. And then there are seven categories of remedies. So there's 38 different remedies. We're not going to go through all of them today. We will talk about the highlights. And these 38 remedies are categorized into seven different families. So we'll go through and talk about what those overarching categories are and then one or two remedies under each category that will, you know, have an opportunity to support you in keeping some emotional balance. And I should say too also that these are tinctured. So they're not pills, they're not capsules, they're liquid, they're tinctured, um, and that you take them under the tongue or in water. So they're very, very easy to take. And they're really subtle. So if you've ever taken Chinese herbs and kind of gagged the first time and then you kind of become accustomed to it, these are subtle. Like all I taste is the alcohol and like the slight essence of a flower sometimes. Yes. So if you put them in a glass of water, like if somebody didn't know and they just chugged our water, I don't think they would taste anything. No, no, they're not. They're not gross. Like some of the herbs that <laughs> acupuncturist has you brew up and some brown potion. <laughs> Burping dirt. There you go. Yeah. You've been initiated. No, these are much nicer. <laughs> okay. So I like the idea that it's their categories are differentiated between personality and mood. And one of the ways yeah. that you explained it to me when we were talking about this that I felt was like super easy to understand was bitchiness. Oh, <laughs> what did I say? You have to remind me. So you know, you could be being provoked, you could have a circumstance, you could have like, say, PMS, and you could be like, man, I was a bitch on wheels today. Right. But then sometimes there are some of us who that is our personality. And we we all know those women, right? And they they own it. This is not bad or good, right? Right. They'll be the first ones to tell you like, oh, yeah, I'm a bitch. They'll raise their (laughs) hand, right? Like they're proud of it, right? Very, very. That's personality. So that would be the major difference. Right. Because if you give the mood remedy for bitchiness to the person that has personality, personality, yeah. They will feel like you are stripping away their fundamental self, right? Well, and sometimes there's things in the personality that like what you're talking about, like bitchiness as a personality trait that, you know, when that's understood about the person, it's not problematic. It's when it becomes out of balance. Okay. So when it starts to become difficult or destructive within a relationship, when it starts to be the dominant personality trait, that's when we want to look at bringing some things back into balance. So that's what the Bach remedies do. They're very, very subtle ways of bringing emotional balance. So all of us have a tendency at different times under you know different circumstances to become imbalanced emotionally. So under times of high stress, you know maybe you're not sleeping as well, or you know maybe you are having a difficult time being around crowds of people because it's just anxiety provoking. Whatever, whatever that you know, however your stress expresses. And so one of the great um, remedies that I recommend often is rescue remedy. You can get that in the health food store. You can get it online. And it is a blend of several of the different remedies. And it is for stress in general. So it's 
one of those remedies that you can take when you're just having, you know, say you're having a lot of work stress or, you know, let's say you almost just now had a car accident, God forbid, but, you know, and you feel that adrenaline rush, you can take rescue remedy and that will help restore your emotional balance. It'll help bring you back down into a calmer, more neutralized state. So it's not going to um, take away your personality. It's not going to fix a life situation for you for that matter, but it will help to bring us a sense of peacefulness, a sense of emotional balance, a sense of calm in general. It helps you cope, right? Helps you cope. So I've given rescue remedy to my dogs for yeah. decades Yeah, because I have a thunder puppy yeah. and it doesn't sedate her. Right. It just makes her not as OCD about checking on us, thinking that a tornado is coming to get each of us. Right. <laughs> what happens? She stops right. pacing. Right. You know? Yeah. And there's a line for, for pets. There's a yeah. rescue remedy for pets. Yeah. So if any of you have a neurotic dog or a neurotic cat <laughs> like I have, because I give rescue remedy to my neurotic cat <laughs> who does not like to be left alone for hours and hours, um, it just calms her down. Yeah. Helps you cope. Yeah. So I don't know of a, a better patient population that needs help coping than ah. fertility, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I think that's good if we go into the categories a little bit and, and okay. let's start with that first category. And this is one of the biggest things that we see when we work with fertility clients is fear and anxiety. Yes. Fear yes. of the unknown. Right. Sometimes you know what's happening. Right. And you, you wish it was different and that creates anxiety. Right. Right. So it works for both of those. Which one would you suggest? So with fear and anxiety, when you are experiencing the kind of fear where it's just very general, like you just feel anxious, where you just feel afraid, I would suggest using Aspen. Aspen is when you have anxiety of an unknown origin or general anxiety. You just feel anxious, anxious. If you're experiencing a real specific fear, like say, for example, you're going to have a medical procedure and you have a fear of needles, or you have a fear of going into medical offices, or you have a specific anxiety around, um, I don't know, I'll make something up. Like I'm never going to have a baby. Or right? your, your diagnosis. Or right? your diagnosis. Then if you really are very clear about what your anxiety is about, I would suggest using Mimulus. Mimulus. I don't even know that one. Mimulus is when you have anxiety of known origin. Okay. So it's specific. So like Thunder Puppy would do well with Mimulus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. And then one more that uh, I think is worth talking about in this category is Red Chestnut. And this would be a good one for moms or spouses or partners when they're overly anxious or worried about a loved one, mm. or if you're overly anxious or worried about your partner in this process, red chestnut is a really good one to help calm down anxieties that we have for our loved ones. Right. So if you have that personality where you worry about others, even though it's not under your control, I identify with that very well. <laughs> I think that might be like yeah. the main blend in, in mine. In, yes. For you and all your boys. Yeah. Yeah. There's things that you just can't control. That is great. Absolutely. Which is a, a great segue to our next category, which is for the controlling personality or in softer language, when we over care for others. I don't know anything about that. I know. You don't know <laughs> nothing. Um, and you were just talking about, funny, you were just talking about bitchiness. So 
<laughs> I'll throw this one in as a bonus, ladies. If you're that woman that just bitches and bitches and bitches, and you have that personality type, and you need to tone it down a bit, beach is your is your go to. <laughs> Get it? That's not a mistake. It's, it's not Beachwood. B right. B e e c h. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a bonus. But under this category, some of the ones that I think can be very very helpful. Rock water. Rock water is very useful if you're being very hard on yourself, mm. which I'm sure you see a lot. Yeah. I think it's genetically imprinted on the DNA of women, right? That it's our fault if we can't have a baby, Absolutely. even though it's more 50-50. Sure. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Sperm analysis wasn't even a thing until the 70s. <laughs> like, it was literally like- let's, Not even considered? Let's throw her off the rock. She's barren. Right. 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 So- yeah, I, of course you're hard on yourself. And I'll see patients that come in that they know that it's a male aspect and they were like just looking for an excuse for as to why it's their fault. Like they want to take responsibility right. for that in some way. So rock water is a great one if you are just one of those personalities that you're highly self-critical or you have just really high expectations or you're striving for self-perfection. So like if you're really monitoring your diet and your exercise and you're doing everything quote, you know, right, and you're still not getting your result, you might want to consider rock water. So that's like every one of you listening, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I think especially in this new age of wellness, right? It, it can be very easy to just yes. take all this and run with it. Of I've done the diet. I've meditated right. every day. I've exercised. I've had sex with my partner every other day and it's not happening. Right. And it is a very much this expectations, but the propensity to self-blame. Absolutely. And actually, just in, in general terms, this is one of the remedies that I use most frequently with my entire general client population, regardless mm -hmm. of you know what they're coming in for. This is one of my most used remedies. So bitchiness with the self. <laughs> being hard on yourself, yeah. being hard on yourself and talking to yourself in ways that you would never talk to somebody that you love. If you're doing that, this is your remedy. Okay. Okay. And so one more under this category that's worth talking about that you and I have seen a lot is the personality type that's really over controlling and very, just very controlled in their whole life. So if you've got a tight grip on things, if you um, are this take charge personality, very strong willed, highly ambitious. So these are our corporate gals, right? In general, mm -hmm. the go-getters, the get it done or your entrepreneurs. Or entrepreneurs, but the, the go-getters, the ones that are used to, you know, setting a goal, doing all the tasks, the kind of get shit done gal. Very linear. I do this, yes. I get that. I do this, I get that. And, yeah. and used to being in charge and used to having a real tight grip on the reins. And this can be a tough one to look at. And, and anytime I give this remedy, I, I, we have to break it down and, and, Typically, women know when they're this person. The remedy for this is vine. So think about, so we live in Florida, right? And when you see a vine wrap around like a palm tree, eventually it will choke out and kill the palm tree because the grip is too tight. I'm laughing because half my garden, if it's not an orchid, it's a vine. <laughs> <laughs> well, but vines will choke things out. Right. They get in places where other things can't and they over control. Right. Yeah. So think, you know, if you've got too tight a grip on something, you'll kill it. Right. Right. Like your sex life. Like your sex life. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So vines, are, I think, a really good one in this conversation. I'm glad we don't have like a... <laughs> a set out in front of us right now, like we're not in your office, because I think I would just start drinking all of these right now. Right. And so, 
Oh, that's a good, um, like, let's, let's put a parenthesis in here. Don't do that, ladies. <laughs> so there's a, here's a couple warning shots. We didn't talk about mixing and using these in conjunction with each other. So right now we're talking about single remedies. So don't go out and buy seven bottles of stuff and start taking them all because what will happen is that you're not going to get the effect that you want. No, it's going to be like a Long Island iced tea versus a gentle (laughs) vodka and tonic. There you go. Bad idea. Bad idea. It's going to blow you out of the water. You're going to blow your circuits, even though it's gentle. You know, we're saying all these things that it's safe. It still can, if not used properly, it can create the opposite effect and give you either some pretty severe emotional imbalance or just neutralize and do nothing. And then you're like, well, this crap doesn't work. And why did I bother? And now I've spent, you know, $20 a bottle on seven remedies that I don't even believe in. So we're going to create a quiz at the end of this episode for what is your best single for situation and single for personality. And you can take that and then buy one. There you go. Two tops. Start with one. Use it for a solid week. See See how how you do. Yeah, makes you feel. Be your own scientist. Right. But please don't mix them all up because... Yeah, you're not going to get the result you want. Okay. Okay. So there's our unparentheses. So the next category has to do with uncertainty in a decision. Hmm. Yeah, like... Which way do I go? Do I right. stay the course natural? Do I go to IVF? Do I do another IUI? Right. Do I force my husband to get an, yet another sperm analysis? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're having trouble making decisions, there's two different remedies that help with decision making. So if you're confused about your own judgment, you're seeking clarification from other people, you're not trusting your own inner voice, you're confused about what decision to make next, Serato. Serato is the remedy that you want to take a look at. How do you spell that? C-E-R-A-T-O. Okay. Um, When you are faced with multiple choices and are finding it difficult to choose. So do you have an example of that in the IVF world or in the fertility world? Of having multiple choices? Yeah. Uh, Do I input one embryo Mm -hmm. or two? Like both going to give you hopefully the outcome you want, but you can't choose. You can't. So the the example I use in my office is like the kind of person who's like, do I want chicken, fish or steak? I don't know. And if you have a, like a limited number of choices, but you can't differentiate what you really want or what is really right for you, scleranthus, let me spell it, S-C-L-E-R-A-N-T-H-U-S. That's the one that you want to use if you have a couple of choices, but you can't figure out what to do within those couple of choices. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. And then there's one more I want to mention that's in this category that um, I've always been confused why this particular remedy is under this category, but it is um, gorse. Gorse is for when you feel hopeless, when you've lost hope, which I know happens in this process sometimes. That you can just feel, you know, like you're done and that you've lost, you've become discouraged. Um, You really don't see a happy outcome in the future for yourself. Gorse can help restore a sense of hope. Yeah. Which is not a four little dirty word. It is a good thing to have. No one ever grieved harder because they hoped, right? There you go. Well, I see a lot of women that are superstitious. Like if I get my hopes up, then somehow it's going to be taken away from me. You know, and I can understand that thinking. And so here's how I suggest working with that. What you're talking about, the example that you just used is about when you become 
highly attached to a particular outcome so that it's, it's a very narrow kind of attachment. So meaning, you know, I need to get pregnant in this particular way and I want to have, you know, carry to term and I want to have a baby vaginally and I want to, you know, I hope it's a girl. It has to be between October and November so that I can have Christmas uninterrupted. Right. <laughs> and we'll have a fresh new baby for Christmas. And right. so that kind of hope is not the kind of hope we're talking about. When you have an intention and you leave the parameters open wide enough, like, okay, yes, we intend to have a child. And you can leave the parameters open wide enough. It allows for hope. So, you know, does that mean that you have that child from natural means? Does it mean IVF? Does it mean adoption? Does it mean egg donor? You know, what is the intent? So really connecting in with intention versus particular specific outcome can allow for a state of hopefulness. Right. And we can get too specific, right? If we yes. back up and broad brushstrokes of my intention is to be a parent, right? that allows for so much more to come in than my intention is to create a baby in this way of X, Y, Z. Right. Right. Not that you're not entitled to have those desires, Absolutely. right? But, you know, if it's not working, when in doubt, zoom out. There you go. And take a look at, you know, what are your other options? Okay. okay. What's the next category? Uh, it has to do with oversensitivity. And actually, of all of the Bach remedies, there's one in particular that is typically recommended for difficulty conceiving. Oh. And it's in this category. And it's walnut. So walnut helps with a couple of different things. It's interesting. Walnut helps through life transition. Walnut helps when we're having a difficult time going through a life-changing event. So the reason why in the, the Bach um, world, this is the one that's recommended for difficulty conceiving is oftentimes, sometimes women are fearful of how their life is going to change if they have a child, whether that's conscious or unconscious. Oh, for sure. I mean, you and I could <laughs> talk at nauseum about archetypally, you know, what happens, you know, that you've got the, the maiden, the beautiful young woman, right. the mother and the crone. Right. And, and, you know, we've lost the value for the crone, the wise, switchy woman. Right. And I see these women like that are 40 trying to have a baby and they so desperately want to hold on to the maiden because of the way our society values that, unfortunately. Right. And there's this transition that is required into softening into motherhood. Like your body has to soften and let go, right? You and have it, to, the, just the changes in your body are enormous. Yeah, you have to selflessly grow and then feed and care for this child, right. which is like, you know, I, I can't even think of a better word than the swear word I want to use for this in a mind <laughs> that happens. <laughs> you know, to your life as you know it. And right. you can be told that, but you don't right. know it until it's actually up against that wall. Right. And so if you're finding yourself up against that wall, this is a great remedy to use for that. You're wanting to be a mother, but you're not wanting to change anything in your life in order to get there. Yeah, guess what? It has to change or it explodes. And that's wildly uncomfortable. That's yes. It's, take some walnut. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good helper there. And the next category, this one's going to sound a little strange. The next category is for loneliness. And the remedy that I'm going to talk about next, it's going to seem like a strange connection between loneliness and um, impatience. Impatience is for patience. I know you all need this. Go get a bottle. When you've become completely impatient with the process, when you become impatient with people around you. So it's categorized this way because sometimes impatience um, loneliness is a function of impatience. 
so we can alienate people and become find ourselves in this lonely state. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, like when your mate doesn't understand why you want it right now or yesterday. Right. And they're kind of put off by it. Right. Or your friends that aren't quite there yet and having a baby and they don't understand the struggles and then you kind of self-alienate yourself. Right. With them. Okay. So impatience is a really good one. It does exactly what it sounds like. It helps you to manage impatience. Well, and then there's the loneliness aspect of this is like it, fertility challenge is a very private thing, right? Right. right? This is why I, I don't know so many of my listeners because they would rather die before they told somebody they were having this <laughs> right. challenge, right? right? And you feel like you can't talk to anybody about it. And as a result, it's very lonely. It can become a very lonely process. And if your spouse is, or your partner is not one that completely understands that, it can feel even lonelier. It can make it very, very difficult. So... I like impatience a lot for this one, especially if you're, you know, if you are going through periods of time where you just have to wait. Right. Right. Which is everybody listening, you know, like you've had intercourse, you were ovulating and now you got to wait. Oh, that two week wait. Ah, it can be a long time. Yeah. So, you know, you could, I just thought of this, you could switch your remedies with your cycle potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Cause there is a lot of hope in the first half, right? Like you grieve your, get your period, you grieve. And then you're like, all right, let's do this. There's 10 days. And then it's like, now what? As as you try it. So you might switch into something for anxiety or hopelessness or impatience at that time. You may not need it the whole cycle, right? That's a great idea. Yeah. And, and now that you've said that, one of the ways to know that you don't need a particular remedy anymore is if you're not feeling the symptom anymore. So if you find yourself feeling calm, like, oh, or you forget to take it. Or you forget to take it. That happens a lot, even yes, with herbs. Absolutely. Or you smash it on the floor like I did. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Hillary really did do that once. <laughs> I made her a beautiful remedy, smashed it everywhere. Didn't need that one, did we? No. Nope. <laughs> Turns out I had to rebirth myself the old fashioned way in that particular episode of life. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so the next category is. When we lack interest in our present circumstances, so meaning if you go into what we call a dissociated state, if you find yourself just not able to be present. Ah, like during sex or at work or dinner parties or any of those other life things. Right. So if you're a really sensitive personality or you're more of a, um, like in Ayurveda, like a Vata type, Mm. you're kind of an airy no, that's not the right one. Is yeah, it? That's is that's Vata. You're kind of that airy type of personality where it's hard to be on the earth. Clematis is very helpful in getting grounded and present, uh. especially if you kind of have that light, airy personality that tends to be, I don't know, maybe people would call you flaky or maybe people would call you... I prefer butterfly. Aww. <laughs> That's lovely. Going from one thing to the next, yes. but small little bits, right? La la la. Clematis. Okay. Yep. And then there's two more in this category that I really like for um, our conversation today. One of them weaves back into a podcast we did last year on unfinished business. Oh. Oh. And uh, honeysuckle. Honeysuckle is for when we are living in the past, thinking of happier times from the past, being overly nostalgic about the past, reviewing past regrets. So if this one is hitting home, go back and listen to Unfinished Business. Go get yourself some honeysuckle. 
You'll know it on the website because it has a big elephant crashing through shit in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of our finest pieces of work, I think. Also, I think one of the hardest for people to listen to, though. Yeah, but one of the most potentially changing in this process. You know, those ex-boyfriends that you gave your best life to that you wish you could damn when you see them on Facebook with their new children or... Yeah, or maybe a procedure that you had that you are fearful could be interfering with your fertility now. Right. So honeysuckle is a good one for past regrets, living in the past, nostalgia about the past. The other one that I think is really useful in this category is white chestnut. And that's for when you have a hamster wheel mind. You're just thinking and thinking and thinking and can't get off the hamster wheel. Or if you're having trouble sleeping because your mind just goes and goes and goes and you can't stop thinking about, you know, what's the next thing we need to do? And what if this happens? What if that doesn't happen? You you don't have a plan A and B and C. You have to Z with starting in Roman numerals after (laughs) you wake up 1 to 3 a.m. There you go. Mind comes awake. There you go. Okay. So that's a good one. White (laughs) chestnut is very, very helpful for when your mind just won't settle down. And then our last category is for... uh, depressive energy states or despondency and despair. So, you know, think depression. And there's a few that are really good in this category that could be very, very helpful. One of them is if you're having issues, again, kind of tagging back to that unfinished business piece that we did a while ago, there's something you just can't forgive yourself for. If you're having a really hard time forgiving yourself or you're feeling guilty or shameful about something, pine. Pine is a really good one to help with guilt and shame and just that if you have a sense of unforgiveness to yourself. Could we douse the whole collective of humanity in pine right now? I feel like everybody has shame. It, it needs to rain pine right now, doesn't Thank it? Thank you, Kavanaugh. Thank you so much for bringing shame to the light. <clears throat> yes, everybody needs pine. Okay. It's a really good one. So I got a question sure. before we're going further. Yeah. Because, you know, my immune system's on fleek. And I have allergies to weird stuff. And I'm always like, I can't take that. I'm allergic to that. Yeah. <laughs> what if, it, because it's homeopathy, yeah. will you have a real allergic response to it? So I asked that question in one of my trainings. And I was actually thinking of you in our conversation about walnut, mm-hmm. right? I wanted you to take walnut one time. And you're like, I'm allergic to walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, but you so need to be doused in walnuts. <laughs> and so I had asked that question. And because of the way that the remedies are prepared, there should not be any contraindications or difficulties with allergies because it's not actually walnuts in the remedies. Right. It's the energetic imprint, right? It's the tincture. They're tinctured. They're, you know, the way that they're prepared, you know, please use your own sense of intuition. Please use your own sense of caution. But my understanding is that there's not an issue with allergies. Okay. Okay. What else you got for us? Two more that I think are worth talking about in this category. Um, Star of Bethlehem. Star of Bethlehem is for grief, shock, trauma. So if you have PTSD, if you are grieving, maybe you've had miscarriages, maybe every every period is a, a grief. Star of Bethlehem helps with grief, loss, and trauma. Okay. So we're going to rain that over the population too. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to fix the water supply with pine. <laughs> and start Bethlehem <laughs> to help with the shame and PTSD. That sounds very religious. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. So that one is very, very useful for even very old events. Star of Bethlehem is a, a beautiful remedy to help with grief. Well, and a lot of times that'll come up as a fear about getting pregnant if you have old trauma. Sure. Right? I have 
people that come to me and you as well. Yes. Of, I feel like this is maybe a subconscious block of, you know, yeah, I've had a loss before right. or, or a trauma and I don't want to re-experience that. Yeah, or especially sexual trauma. Sure. Like if it involved, you know, any of your sexual parts. Like, right. you know, I've had women even explain that the thought of breastfeeding is right. traumatizing to them because right. it's something that happened. Absolutely. Um, let alone birth, right? So, Well, and actually, that's a good segue for the final remedy that we're going to talk about today, which is crab apple. And crab apple helps with the things that you're talking about in terms of body shame, or feeling like your body is somehow dirty from, in particular, sexual traumas. Okay. Or if you are feeling a sense of betrayal from your body, if you're having a disconnect from your body, crab apple can help to heal that relationship. It can also, you know, help to clear that sense of like what you just described around breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. If there's been a, a past trauma and the body somehow feels dirty, that's the remedy that would help with that. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we've gone over pretty much. Well, we haven't ang- we haven't covered anger. Well, it, I know that falls yeah. in a lot of the other categories. It does. Right? It does. Um, what if you just find yourself raging pissed? <laughs> okay so i'm thinking around resentment um oh yeah well because like, right because anger could be at a doctor it could be sure. at your body it could be that you decided to wait it could be at your partner because they have the issue right so there's a couple that will address anger so when it's in the resentment category um i recommend willow so willow or if you feel like this is unjust or unfair Or this is the one, if you can't forgive somebody else and you're resentful and angry at them. And and this is under the category we just talked about under despondency, despair, and depression. Mm -hmm. So Willow is the one that's for resentment. So kind of anger turned Mm -hmm. inwards into that that frustrated type of depression. That kind of, yeah, I just resent the shit out of the situation. I resent the shit out of that doctor who gave me bad advice. I resent my husband that he had kids with his first wife and not with me, whatever that is. So that's like the the resentment nuance of anger. When it's, uh, give me just a minute here. Um, When you have like an anger that's like a hatred. (laughs) Think mean girl jealousy, wanting revenge, having a sense of mistrust, like ugly anger. That shadow side of everybody's pregnant but me and I it's, can't it, be happy. It's really ugly. Yeah. Holly. Oh, that's ironic. Think mean girl. Christmas. Right? Holly. So that's the, if you think, if you're mistrusting of other people, um, you think people have shitty motives towards you, or if you're just feeling like an outragey anger and a hatred in your life. Holly. Okay. Okay. Is that helpful? Yeah. All right. All right. So we've covered all the shadow sides. <laughs> shame to anger to anxiety to jealousy, depression. Yeah. We covered a lot. Expectations, worry, control. Yeah. All right. All right. So like we said, don't go out and douse yourself in all of these. So here's what I would recommend. Try one or two of these. And like Hillary suggested, maybe tuning into your cycle. Um, you know, if you're having a difficult time at the beginning of your cycle, you know, needing patience at the end of your cycle, try one or two. If you have found yourself going, I have every single one of these, or, you know, I have, I'm overwhelmed with being uncertain about what to take and how to take it. Um, you can look up practitioners in your area that can do custom blends for you. I am available to 
do assessments and provide custom blends as well. Um, so if you are needing more than one and you're uncertain how to handle that, do look up a practitioner who is certified in Bach Remedies um, and can help you with that. Yeah. She will gently help you unwind things and tell the difference between personality and mood and make right. this brilliant formula right. that's specific to you. Right. And sometimes people need more than one remedy. They need to go through a layer of uncovering something and then once that's taken care of, to go ahead and do another round of remedy. Right. So with the overarching thing of trauma and shame, you might want to address a broader stroke first and right. then get into the nitty gritty of right. resentment or shame or whatever comes up next. Exactly. Right? We exactly. don't necessarily give you all of them at once. Right. And because that can be really um, unproductive as well. Right. It's just like when you go to a therapist, but, right. you know, you start in little mini pieces that feel manageable until right. you get to the, the heart of the matter. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. So um, know that these are safe. Know that you can get them at a health food store. You can get them online and that you don't need to be fearful of using them in relationship to anything else that you're taking. But use your good judgment. You know, read the directions, take them as directed. Ask your healthcare practitioner if you're uncertain. Or reach out to Erin. Or reach out to me. I'm happy to help support you in your fertility journey if you're interested in uh, learning more about the Bach Remedies. What is your current website, Erin? ErinMGray.abmp.com. We'll have that link on the show notes, which you can find at ladypotions.com forward slash episode 47. And we will also have a little questionnaire up to help you decode your perfect remedy. So thanks for listening. We know your time is the most valuable thing that you have. We hope that we have helped you today. And I promise it won't be another nine months before we get It won't back. be another nine months. <laughs> Happy to be here. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Fertile Minds Radio, hosted at www.ladyportions.com, where you'll find past episodes, show notes, and free meditations. If you've benefited from what you've heard, leave a comment or review so it makes it easier for others to find this valuable wisdom. Let's help elevate each other. Thanks for listening.